Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of Fairy Faithful Podcast. I'm Brandon Frenio, joined by me and my co-host, Christian Dyer and Dion Johnson, along with my special guests tonight. We got Nair Sickness, Beto. How we doing, Beto? Cubo! Viva la raza! <laughs> we got Fortnite Media on show. How we doing, buddy? Uh, all right. I'm not looking forward to going back to school tomorrow, so. Me neither. I feel like- Man, yeah, I, I feel bad for you, but I'm sure now you got to follow it up. He says something in Spanish, you got to say something in Indian. And then yeah. You got to give us something yeah. like, let us go Niners and like, yeah. like, come on, bro. I know you speak your native tongue. Don't act like you don't, because you know when you go home, your mama be on your ass. Yeah, yeah, but I only wow. speak the shit hey. that, like my, that I need to understand to speak with my parents. I don't, I don't know. Indian parents shit. are strict as fuck, right, Angel? Pretty strict, yeah. <laughs> and then we got the one and only 49er minded, Mr. Bashar. How are we doing, dude? We're doing good, dude. Doing dude. great. Ready to fry up some Seattle sea chickens. Let's go. All right, Bashar. All right, so, so since, since media ducked out, Bashar, you got to give us something in. in, in and uh Iranian. No, Iraq, no. Iraq, he's, not, Iraq, he's Iraq, Iraqi. Iraqi. Well, Arab, that language is Arabic. Arab. Yeah, Arabic. Yeah, that's the Arab. language. Uh, you got uh, something for it? I will kill you. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> 49ers. Who, um, <laughs> there was something else I was going to say. Fuck, man. I said, I said go 49ers, but I forgot to say 49ers in Arabic. There is a way to say it. Oh, oh, I can't. I can't think of how to say. Come on, bro. It, you can blow it up. Blow it up, bro. Just say it. But <laughs> oh, Charlotte, they speak uh, Farsi in, in in your home country too. In Iran, they speak it. Oh, in okay. our in our like country, maybe like just a two percent. He's better Spanish. Okay. Let him fool you. I speak some little little bit of Spanish. Don, how's it going? Good evening. All right, what's up, Don? Let's get started, guys. Before we uh, go ahead and get started, if you guys are watching on Twitter, go ahead and go over to youtubecom backslash Faithful Podcast forty nine. We cannot see your chat from Twitter, so if you guys want to chat with us, go ahead and go to our YouTube page. All righty, so let's get there started. There we go, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> he always right. starts to show like that, bro. Zach always starts <laughs> to show like that. <laughs> All right, so the Niners went ahead, finished the season off, beating the Arizona Cardinals 38-13. to Let's get started, guys. What did you guys see? What did you like? What did you not like? Uh, we'll start on the defense first. Um, Beto, what did you like and what did you not like from the defense in this game? Oh, man, there's nothing not to like. I love everything in the defense, especially my boy uh, OG Gibson uh, out there getting two interceptions like that. Um, you know, making it, it, making it a great, making a great uh, um, you know, addition to this team. This you know this this defense got embarrassed uh, honestly against the Raiders, and I expected a game like this. Um, I wanted us to rest our players, and the defense made sure made sure of that. So honestly, there's nothing really that I could dislike about the defense. Uh, I think I just think they did so good that I'm not I'm just going to give them credit and not be negative uh, towards the defense myself. All right, uh, media, go ahead, man. Yeah, so I really liked uh, Tashawn Gibson because he had the two interceptions. Uh, one cat. almost was a pick six. Um, and, you know, another guy I really like, you know, I the one thing I did want to see more, I'd say, from the defense is getting after David Blau. Um, you know, I wanted to see 
us he, eat him alive, basically. <coughs> so that's something I wanted to see from the defense. But I definitely thought the defense was better in the second half. All right. Bashar? So the, so the question is, what what didn't I like about the defense? I wasn't sure what Wait, the question was. What what did you like from the defense, and what did you not like from the defense? Okay, okay, got it. Obviously, we're, we're still amazing at stopping the run, which is great. Uh, that first play of the game, you guys brought it up earlier. Everybody didn't like that. That was just another embarrassing. I, I don't I don't ever want to give up another touchdown uh, at the start of the game uh, again. OPI again, please. I know we've been still winning, and I get it. We're on a 10 game win streak, but that's a little embarrassing. We can't afford to do that against playoff teams. So I feel like in the playoffs, they're going to call that OPI. That was bad. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Green, you know what? It, was, it was kind of a soft, it wasn't like an aggressive <laughs> push, but at the end of the day, it was a push. And if we did it, they would have called it on us. Maybe because yeah. it was AJ Green, the guy with the big name, big name to, wide receiver. To be fair, yeah. I think, I do think Lenore picks that off if he does. If, Green doesn't extend like that because Lenore was in perfect position, and then he completely changed when Green extended his arms. Because like Lenore as I see getting... as I see the ball in the air, I'm like, oh, that's a pick, and then Green fucking pushes him away and goes and gets the ball. So, you know, it's I, I, it's hard to fully blame Lenore because he he full on got full arm extended, pushed down away from the ball. So, and um and be, and because of plays like that, Lenore is all of a sudden be, becoming for the fans at least the McGlinchey of the defense. So. Hopefully, um, Lenore picks it up. I don't want to see a case where, you know, where he gets pulled like the Killer Witherspoon, you know, situation against Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs and the 2019 playoff run. Remember that when he got burnt? Um, so, hey, sometimes yeah. it's good though because it jump starts the defense because the new guy comes in fresh and plays well. Well, back then we had Mosley to take over Witherspoon. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. yeah middle, I think the one thing though we also have to realize real quick is that like he. Lenore Wright last year, he missed most of the year because of, you know, whatever personal stuff he was going on through. So I feel like this is, you know, kind of like he's getting back into it because he didn't play for a while. So I think, you know, he's definitely showed some good things. It's it's just going to take Lenore, I think, you know, some time. And I'm going to – one more thing is that I wanted Bosa to get his record, and he didn't get the record. That's Mm -hmm. the only thing I really, really wanted to see. But other than that, defense was fine. What up, Gina? Dion? I mean, uh, I, I can concur with my fellow constituents here on the panel. Uh, yes, oh, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. We're all, we're all <laughs> politicians at some point. Uh, yes, uh, the, the young man Gibson, he played played fairly well. Yes, I'm not very familiar with this American football. We play soccer where I'm from. But, uh, yes, uh, Gibson was actually fantastic. And... Uh, yeah, uh, they, they, that guy, Bosa, yes, yes. Very, very large thighs on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, uh, quite observant. Yes, yes, yes. Supposedly he, Purdy he, has both the Bosa thighs too, by the way. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> please. Purdy got a goddamn that, that, That's what they keep saying, though. That's what they keep saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't see yeah, it. Yeah, motherfuckers need to take a picture again. Ain't nobody. I'll tell you right now. There's only, there's only others. If we're going to talk about it, okay, we can say pause. We're talking about this. But the situation is this. The biggest thighs in the business belong to Bo Jackson. Period. <laughs> that motherfucker was massive. I think Barry Sanders. I think Earl Campbell might have something to say about that. Oh uh, No. You know who else going to say something about it? UCLA represent MJD. Hey, Earl Campbell, 
probably have the biggest legs in the history of the NFL. In the history of the NFL. <laughs> Earl Campbell uh, was an absolute monster, dude. Fucking hell. Uh, but, you know, uh, all joking aside, you know, next thighs save lives. No, enough, enough about thighs on dudes, you know. It's, you know, pause. We ain't doing none of that. Um, <laughs> no disrespect to anyone who does. I, you know, I don't want to offend nobody. You know, it's sensitive world we live in. Uh, but no, nah, man, defense played well. Uh, just didn't like, you know, Lenore's play. He's got to step that up and clean it up. It looks like they went ahead and figured out how to use Huff since they say, you know, they're like, well, you want to keep your eyes in the back, it'll stay your ass close to the line of scrimmage. You know, you saw a lot of single high safety in this game, but excuse me, Gip did a really good job with that. So um, getting the two picks, then George Odom with the pick in garbage time, um, I can appreciate that because whenever you pull your starters, you don't want the game to stop at that point. You're just saying I have this in hand. It's not like you put your backups in and go, "Hey man, don't 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 really do nothing. Just you know, go out there." No, like I kid you not. If I'm Kyle, when I put my backups in, I look at him and go, oh, "Y'all better go score. Don't think that because y'all in this is the time y'all kick back. Show me some. Tell me, get show me why you're here. You made this team. You've been here all year long. This is your opportunity. You better get out there and you know do something." But I have to say defense played fairly well, man, and going into the playoffs, I ain't scared of nothing and nobody. Definitely ain't scared of fucking sea chickens, you know. Hey, um, the squawks, okay? We need to start calling them the squawks. Oh, oh, yeah, the squawks. Okay, there we go. I like squawks. that. Oh, like sea bitches, too. I mean, shit, that works, Ooh, too. That's uh, even better. My, my favorite. My favorite. I like that one, is Brandon. The, is the she-cocks. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, bet, bet the, okay, well, let's get Christian's thoughts and then Brandon right. and Beto's got a question after that. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't really like seeing the defense kind of start slow. I mean, I know they get the – I don't blame them really for that busted first play touchdown, but, like, they gave up another touchdown. Hey, and that slow. wasn't on Huff this time. No, and I just don't like that we, you know, just kind of started slow and then we picked it up and looked like, uh, you know, the defense we are known uh, – known to be because like I was like oh shit don't tell me this is going to be like last week so I got nervous at first because we did start really slow so that's the only thing I didn't like from the defense but after a while the uh, defensive line picked it up and was getting a lot of pressure which was causing a lot of uh, havoc in the backfield and uh, you know that's why we got the three picks and whatnot so I, I like that the pressures were started to get home later as the game went on uh, my favorite player for the defense that I saw is actually Willis uh I, I thought he was probably the best pass rusher in the game that game. Like, above Bosa, too. He was fantastic. So, I honestly is like wouldn't mind seeing him start opposite Bosa to start the playoffs just because of how, how well he's playing. I'd like to see him get uh, more opportunities uh, to brush the passer because he's been, he's been fantastic. Every time he's been in there, he, he flashes in front of the screen, and I'm like, oh, shit, there's Willis again. So, that's what I'd like to see. Um, and then the offense uh, – my my favorite player of the, uh, for the offense was definitely Purdy because he looked he looked freaking awesome. That that one he threw to the back of the corner to uh, to Kittle was fantastic. Like to see him look at his first read, which was Ayuk or no, was no D, Debo. Debo comes comes in on the slant. He's it's not there, and for him to freaking shift his eyes and make a freaking perfect throw to the corner of the end zone for Kittle to get was absolutely amazing. I was like. When I saw that throw, I was like, holy fuck, did a fucking rookie just make that throw, make that play? I was, It was insane. But I did hear a stat today about Purdy. He was like 
his his stats in the red zone when he was at Iowa State are unbelievable. He's like they said he had like thirty one touchdowns and four or some. He, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was really really good in the red zone in college, and he's continuing to be good in the red zone with yeah. us. So we're a lot better in the red zone now that he's playing. Yeah, I really liked what I saw from him in that game. I thought he was playing extremely well. You know, he had some you know a couple of bad stuff here and there, which you know you most of just small rookie mistakes, but nothing serious. But otherwise, some of the throws he's making, I'm like, holy shit. Because, like, it, it was it was pretty awesome. <laughs> hey, you're trying to be like Joey already does, though. I'm not sick. Well, I mean, personally, I, I think we still could have been pretty damn good with Baker, too. But the way Purdy's playing, I'm fine rolling with Purdy. Baker. I had to take one Baker Mayfield. Don't right. mention that fool. All right, Mijo. What do you got to ask us? Mayfield. Ain't you Baker Mayfield? Mijito. Thanks to him. Thanks to him, we're not playing the Lions. Mijo, take the thing out of your mouth before you cheat. Did you guys want to play the Lions? Did you guys want really want to play the Lions of of those three teams that were? I wanted to play the Packers. Why? I didn't give a I didn't give a shit who we play. We were going to beat them anyways. There you go, Brandon. Yeah. There you go, Brandon. That's not what you yeah. were last fair, week. Bro. Fair, but I, I think Seattle made the most sense just because, like, dude, we're gonna run. We're yeah. gonna run Rob Seattle. Oh, I know, dude. Oh, who's the least you guys wanted they to play? Even Maybe Detroit. What? Who was the least team you guys wanted to face? Detroit, dude. They freaking did. They yeah, the Lions. Because the Lions are like, will not give up. You know, they're going to be in the game. The, they, got some the do- they got some dogs. We don't want our knockouts. kneecaps to be bitten and, off. So, the, yeah. The Lions right. are really strong on D-line and the offensive line, both. Yeah. And they're good against yeah, the Aiden run. Hutchinson is a good. He's a really, really good defensive line. Defensive and, they're the and they're good against the run. And, like, I, I just, I don't know. I would The Lions would have been the one team that scared me. All right. Well, bet. Well, Beto's question was, uh, you know, will we beat the Hawks? And I think that's all a resounding yes. There are no questions or if ands or buts. I, I meant to, and I meant to. Add, I'm sorry, Dion. I meant to add on there. Can we beat the Seahawks? Will we beat the Seahawks double digits? See, I, I don't want to get. Yes. I don't want to get too crazy though, because I felt like last time I got too crazy with the Raiders, we almost lost that shit. I will say this: I do believe it is double digits, um, even if it's just ten points. I do believe that only the reason being is they got to come to us. We don't have to go to Seattle and deal with that poorest town and deal with those fucking the twelves and all that shit. You know, it's it's the worst thing about the worst thing about going up there, man, is is that they I think they've got like the highest depression in the country. It's like Seattle or Oregon or some shit. Suicide rate. It's like yeah, it's like over. It's all. It's always overcast. It's always fucking gloomy, and everybody's sad in the motherfucker. So, (laughs) I feel like when you come down to sunny Southern California, you know, it ain't gonna be that sunny though. Oh no, the weather's gonna be kind of shitty this compared to their weather. It's gonna be sunny. The rain. Dude, it, the the West Coast getting hammered. Like it's been raining all day here in Utah. Well, yeah, that's only. Here but comes the it's rain a good thing. Again. We had a tornado warning early this morning. Oh, oh what? wow! Really? A tornado warning here in. Oh uh, shit! Modesto, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Three forty-five. We're like, oh crap. Yeah, that's man, crazy. that's definitely. Uh, crazy. I, I like the fact that the rain is in California because hopefully that'll start to fill up some of the reservoirs that have been yeah. drying yeah. up, man. We need that water, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to survive, um, but I, I look at I, I look at this past game, man, and I'm like, there's nothing about Brock Purdy that 
that bothers me or gives me reason to think that this guy isn't going to excel because he will. I can see it, man. Oh, Roy Boy, what you look, Roy Boy, don't do that. What you know about Tony Tony Tone, huh? See, look, I said that in the whole I saw that in Never Rains of California. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I said that. Look, 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 Christian media and, and, and Brandon were like, huh? Yeah, that that's 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 a little before y'all's time, you know. That be me better or Bashar know about that. Who knows Tony Tony Tone? I know, I know them. You know, hey, a little tiny, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the song we're gonna be playing after we beat the sea chicken. So, you know, hey, so, oh, go ahead. Bro, here, here's my next question, guys. Mm-hmm. I, I got one too. When you, how, you, how you guys feeling with our run game again now that Elijah Mitchell's back? Bro, I gotta go first. Wait, 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 wait. No, I gotta go first. Let me tell okay, you, people have no idea. Elijah <laughs> Mitchell, if the man oh, could just stay healthy. Is just it's unfair. Yeah, it is unfair to watch that young man get on the field and just trounce over every fucking body. Two touchdowns. It's the first day back, bro. Can you like believe he it? Just, bro, he walked in like he never left. Yep. It was and no he did that twice this season. It did like he just like I'm telling you, if, if we if if there was a way we could solidify his knees and give him like vibranium knees. I'd be straight with that. Titanium knees, man. Do something. You know, give them like oh, titanium one knees. Two punch of CMC and, and Mitchell would be. Bro, like, man, yeah. what are you talking about? One, two. We have a one, two, three punch because we still oh, got. Yeah, dude, don't forget about Jordan. Mason started to come around, dude. But Mason runs with not. He runs with so much heart. You see, every time he touches that ball, like, dude, when they were giving him the ball in, in garbage time, mm-hmm. he was getting so mad he couldn't get in the end zone. Every time he like. When Jordan? they put TDP in, when they put TDP in and took the ball, like didn't give Jordan any carries, you could see him. He's like, fuck, give me the ball. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I love what Mitchell was doing, and I love the fact that he comes in. And you know the crazy thing? Mitchell be in and always average over four yards to carry. He never averages right. under that. When he was playing last season and he still was missing time, the man almost still had 1,000 yards and was averaging almost five yards to carry. Like, this – Nobody, people don't wake up in the morning and just do that regularly. Like running backs are, 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 you know, tossed in the trash as quickly as they're signed. Yeah, he was averaging 11 yards a carry in this game. Insanity. Insane. And, he, and that touchdown run that he had, man, he ran through everybody to yeah. get in there. Like just, that's the one thing that I can say is I love Mitchell because Mitchell can do both. He's not, he doesn't have like super, super home run speed. But if he gets away from you, chances are he's probably going to make the end zone if you got to try to catch him. His acceleration um, is is acceleration is unreal, dude. His yeah, man, like, like, even the little small holes, dude. He yeah. just that's yeah, why but, he averages so much a carry because as soon as he gets that ball, dude, he's just five yards up. And he reminds me of a Mexican running away from immigration. He is fast. And that's what they call him. Gonzalez. They call him Drano because he's able to hit the holes. Yeah, he is. A, hey, look world. at him. Oh, look at him. Look at him. Whoa, over there. Uh, look at uh, look at me. He's, he's a bad man, though. He's, he's a, they call him Drano because he hit the holes. I like it. 
But if you look at it, man, Mitchell has done everything that he needs to do. And I just – this is the reason that TDP doesn't get a lot of burn because he doesn't hit the hole like those other three guys we named. If you he's watch TDP, like he doesn't – like he, he kind of – it's almost like he's got to bang into somebody before he starts to go forward. Whereas Mitchell, Mason, and CMC, they hit the hole and they go. Yeah. Like, and I, I honestly think that that's probably why he got pushed a little further down on the depth chart. And that's okay with me. I'm telling you right now, if they cut him next year, I'm be like, well, I mean, I think that more, of that, more of that like power type of back. Sometimes like when you the- when you make a pick, right? When you make a pick, even we we lose a third round pick, but if you find a guy in free, you know, free agent, whatever. Mm-hmm. Rookie and it may it just it makes up for it. You just really swap it. Like it sucks, but you swap it. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, uh so he said he's speedy Gonzalez. I won't give him speedy Gonzalez because speedy was lightning quick, man. The only speedy Gonzalez that we remotely would have on our team. Uh might might be team, but- honestly if if anybody is fully healthy, it's Tarverius Moore. He's actually the fastest guy on our squad. Um, but Most uh yeah, we we well, he ain't here no more. So oh, I, no, I but he's the fastest guy. The I still player. don't know how his speed is in the fucking Madden. In Madden, is not a ninety nine. I don't know if he's speed acceleration or not ninety nine. He's like, that really confuses me. Wait, who? Ryan Mostert. Mostert. The problem with the Dolphins is they don't know how to give him a, a big enough hole so he can break one. I, I, that, I, I, I don't think he's true. the same explosive runner that that he was with the Niners. Yeah, that that knee injury probably yeah. did did do a little he's hurt again. Ago. Oh, but also that offensive line for the Dolphins isn't even that good. No, he, well, yeah, I mean, two has got three concussions. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Bashar, what did you th- what did you think, man? What did you think of Eli? Uh, I love this back. I love Eli because this this solidifies our backfield. And this gives us the best backfield, the best 49ers backfield I've seen in a postseason run. I mean, I'm going all the way back to the Ricky Waters, William Floyd. 94 Super Bowl. That was a good there. backfield. The, this backfield's got better depth, though, in my opinion, because we got Jordan Mason and TDP waiting in the wings. But, but, and then we, so we have Juice, Eli Mitchell, CMC. It's just, it's just Mason. It's filled with talent, man. So I'm really excited about this playoff run and utilizing all those running backs as much as we can. It's going to be a lot of fun. Don't forget about Debo. Like, it, Debo. Well, yeah, that's the thing is, when, speaking of Debo, I think now that the playoffs are here, Kyle's going to use his full arsenal. Like, He's going to hit the backs a lot, but especially I'd like to see it against Seattle. But Debo's going to touch the ball. I'd like to see McLeod touch the ball, Gray touch the ball. I think our offense is the best in the league at end of rounds when we actually run them. You know, we I don't think we run them enough, but I'd like to see a lot of them in the in the playoffs because every time the double, Niners ran them. Double reverse with, with oh, Debo and Danny Gray. I think we're saving That's them for dude, the playoffs. We're saving I them think for the playoffs. Hey, even Ayuk <laughs> can know those end of rounds. Even Ayuk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Kyle's the way I watched Kyle coach the, the game in the Cardinals game. He's like, "Well, we got he he was doing it was pretty simple. God I liked it because he was like, he was coaching, keeping it simple, not giving a lot sickness. away, and we were still putting up points. And Kyle was coaching simple. How many points are we gonna put up with though. Kyle's fucking cut pulling shit out of his bag? Like, that's the thing too is how much because like the one thing I wonder too is how much Kyle's gonna. Only stick with the run, or how many he's still going to want to call a lot of pass plays because he fully trusts Purdy. It only it only behooves him to to mix things up mm-hmm. and continually keep it that way because if you become too one dimensional, then a team's going to key in on that, and you're going to have to switch up your game plan regardless. 
So it only makes sense to try to be as balanced as possible with the run and the pass when you're going into that. Um, and then that way it'll it'll spare you the hassle of having, you know, any more issues that come along when it comes to the run game or the pass mm-hmm. game. I say yeah. do both and try to keep it as level as possible, probably a little heavier on the run because we win more when we run more. Um, but I definitely, oh, I'm not well, in any way, shape, you just, or form. You, you, you think about like, right, like the way Kittle's playing right now mm-hmm. and how good our run's going, like our play action – Probably in the coming in the playoffs is going to be pretty damn good. Like, hey, what's up, Aaron? Especially, especially up, against Aaron? Seattle, I feel like okay. our, our play action against Seattle is going to be deadly. Like, Kittle should probably, you know, be unstoppable this playoff game against Seattle, but just because of the fact they can't cover tight ends and the way we're going to probably run the ball every time we do run a play action, Kittle's just going to be wide the fuck open. I'll tell you right now, the only two people on up, that, that bother me are are Diggs. And uh, Andre Diggs and 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 Woolen. Yeah, those two those two young men are ballers. They are looking very very really good. good. And they, they draft Woolen, defense. Man. They are ball hawks. I give them credit for that. But uh, back to the question, uh, Beto, how did you feel yeah. about uh, Elijah Mitchell? I love him, man. Like you guys said, he didn't miss a beat. I mean, this kid, he did it twice this year. Unfortunately, he got hurt twice, and. Uh, came back like he never uh, left. Uh, you guys said it. If he can stay healthy, uh, this uh, three-headed monster that we have, uh, it's going to be fun to watch in the playoffs. This kid can run with such tenacity and, and you know, with will, and he doesn't let nobody stop him. I mean, two touchdowns in this game against Arizona uh, and the way he got it, man, it's just amazing. Just to see him and CMC and uh, Jordan uh, just give it to the Seahawks is going to be fun, man. And um, I know we're more of a passing uh, offense than we have been a running uh, offense this year, but uh, I like the combination. I love I love that the pass is going to set up the run, and I like Elijah. Let's just pray he stays healthy because that's the, the mm-hmm. problem with him. Mm-hmm. He's great, but he when you only have him three or four times in a year, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's it's not, yeah, you lose you lose a little bit of that luster, but uh, let, mm-hmm. let's get with media real quick uh, to answer that question, and then we can head yeah, another I mean, direction. I, mean, I, another don't, I, don't think, I don't think Drano missed a beat from coming back. Like, even that, even that first time, you know, when he got hurt and then came back, like, he didn't miss a beat. So I'm really happy that he got the two touchdowns. I mean, he was just outstanding. And that's why I th- – you know, I know you guys believe it's a one-two-three punch. But I, I really think just the one-two punch of, uh, you know, CMC and Mitchell is just going to be really, really good in the playoffs. And then, you know, sprinkle in a little bit of that, you know, Jordan Mason and TDP in there. So I, I think, you know, seeing that, you're going you're gonna to have to run the ball in the playoffs to be successful, you know. And, and the Seahawks, they're not the best at stopping the run either. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's running the ball is going to be really good. And I know you guys mentioned a little bit, also, other parts of the offense, I think the offensive line kind of struggled at times in this game just because Purdy was kind of having to run around and escape at times. Um, so, you know, hopefully, uh, just the offense needs to clean up a little bit, a few things. All right. So, my next uh, – Christian, did we get your hand ready? No, you didn't. Okay, go ahead, Christian. Abdeen. I didn't expect anything other, anything else other than what I saw from from Mitchell. Because you guys know I've been 
talking the last couple of weeks how excited I am for him to come back. So that's exactly what I expected. I expect him to just make him and and uh, McCaffrey to make this uh, <clears throat> run game just so so much better and so explosive because I think the playoffs is when Mitchell once he especially once he gets a lot more carries and starts feeling comfortable he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna bust a couple for some some big plays in this playoffs so I'm excited um, I can't wait to see uh, what happens and what. Uh, what Kyle freaking draws up for these guys. Cause like I said, I like Mitchell between the tackles and I like half McCaffrey on the, on, on the uh, stretch plays. McCaffrey yeah. sees, sees the field You're extremely me, well. Man. His vision is very good on those stretch plays where Mitchell just is so quick when he touches the ball that it, he's the best guy to have between the tackles. Like yeah. I don't always really like seeing McCaffrey run between the tackles anyways, because he's so, you know, that's also where you get hurt. So I'd like to see him, outside where he's I, I think he's better and then you know obviously catching the ball so i think as long as we use the running backs correctly in the right way the right time and kyle's really does rotate them a lot i think it's going to be uh, be good i mean we'll see how it goes because i know like kyle tries to see if he can get one of the running backs to kind of be the hot hand and just feed him and feed him and feed him so it's going to be interesting to see how it goes but i i already i love what i saw from mitchell and i i expect to see more in the playoffs Okay, and then I had a question too, Brandon, real quick. Oh, wait, go oh ahead. Uh, really, really fast, Bashar, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. Now you're gonna make me do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, right, all, right, all, right. all right, so um, the Seattle Seahawks. Besides, I just swore the Seattle Seahawks. That's that saying. Go 49ers in Arabic. Are cool. yellow Forty right. Niners, or is different ways? You are no such here for a minute. That's pretty badass. That sounds cool. All right. Um, I'm going to ask my question after you, Christian. So go ahead. So I just want to say, so from what we've seen these last six games and what we know with Brock Purdy, do you guys think his poise and his comfortableness is still going to is going to continue in the playoffs or are we going to see a little more nervousness and less poise from Purdy, you know, being a rookie, being his first, you know, playoff game? Um, do you think we're going to still see the same? From Purdy, or we're gonna see a little bit drop of a drop back because of the how the how big the stage is. Take this media, start off with this one. Yeah, so I right to so I really think you know he, he might be a little bit nervous, but you know, because he's he played at Iowa State, he has dealt with some of those, you know, higher big schools, you know, and he's been in the big stage. Like I get it's the NFL, but I, I definitely think that he can take some some of that experience he had in college against some of those like big you know schools that he's played and you know turn it to the NFL too so I, I think you know he might be a little bit nervous but as long as it's not where you know he's throwing interceptions making bad reads which we haven't seen so far as long as he's not doing that in the playoffs I mean I think he's gonna be fine and that I really don't see him being super super nervous or anything Yeah, I I agree with uh, media. I you know just listen when you have a defense the way the San Francisco has to to back him up. If he does make a crucial mistake, uh, the defense will take uh, help him out, bail him out. Um, this kid, has, I don't know about you guys, but since he's taking over, every game he's gotten better. Now there, there are some plays that are suspect. You're like, what the heck? But he's gotten better, uh, and uh, um, I I think this kid's gonna uh, play in a 
personally myself, the Seattle Seahawks defense, it's a great team to play in the first team in the playoffs because this is going to give him even more confidence going into the second round uh, by beating Seattle and, and getting that that uh, experience in the playoffs. But I think this kid's going to be fine. I'm excited to watch what he does. I guarantee you this. He's not going to have the same numbers as Garoppolo against Minnesota in 2019. He'll have better numbers. That makes me automatically more excited. <laughs> Hey, that makes me real happy, man. I see you over there drinking the cactus cooler. Bro, dude, that's oh, the goat. That's the, that's, that's the goat. That's the I goat. saw that. I'm like, hey, Christian, check him out. Hey, it's man, hard for me to it. find it. It's hard for me to find it in Utah. Like, it, they don't sell it really here. So when I was in, when I was home for California, I bought some and brought it back with me. Hey, makes sense, bro. Makes sense. I, but sure, I never right? had it, but I see it all the time here. What's up? What's up, Dion? Oh, uh, how, how do you feel about Christian's question? Like, if uh, Purdy will continue his poise and his composure or – do you feel like he might break down a little bit under the bright lights? I mean, definitely for this upcoming game, he's already played Seattle and we're going to be at home this time. So I won't see it. I don't think we're going to see it too much this game. Now, if we have to travel to Philly in the hostile environment and Philly's obviously got a strong pass rush and strong defense, we might see it then. Therefore we have to stress the run game a lot and have everybody else, you know, rally around the team to, to pick themselves up. So, so Purdy doesn't, you know, Pretty isn't the reason why we possibly lose lose a game. I'd hate to see that, but you know, I mean, for, I think Perm pretty, he's just got that calm, cool, collective, uh, collective demeanor about him. So I mean, I'd I'd really be surprised if I see him end up looking like a rookie. Now, now, eventually, you would assume that there would be that game somewhere down the road, but we haven't seen it yet. Now, maybe we see it in the playoffs, unfortunately, because we're playing stronger teams. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I think I think Kyle's going to design a game plan where we don't have to see it so much. So. You know, we're going to find a way to circumvent that. Cool. Brandon. All right. I I think, I think per, like everybody else has said, I think uh, Purdy's going to be fine, especially this week against the Seahawks. I think we'll start – not really. I don't know. I don't feel like game – I don't think we'll be worried at all in the playoffs. I, I think he's just going to be way better than Jimmy has ever been in the playoffs. So, um. And also, too, the playbook is a lot more open with Purdy in there. So I think we'll be all right. Yeah, so um, for me, I'm going to quote Mount Westmore. If you do not know who Mount Westmore is, you need to get familiar. Ice Cube, E-40, Snoop Dogg, and Too Short have created a super group. And that album is a fucking smash. I love every song. One of the songs is good. Oh, no, the whole album. You, if you heard one, you need to hear all. So um, they have a song on there called Have a Nice Day. And, you know, the hook says exactly how I feel about the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> so the hook is very simple. He literally says, fuck you. Kiss my ass. <laughs> die slow. Your life is trash. Thank you. Have a nice day. I'm in the wind. And that's exactly how I feel about Seattle. Fuck Seattle. Their life is trash. And they can kiss my ass. I have no worries about Glock Purdy and his confidence. I feel like it makes more sense because Brian Greasy is there that this kid just excels. I don't know what Greasy has, but he has some kind of magic touch when it comes to quarterback because they uh, they seem to just play well. And I don't know 
what he did or how he did it, but hey, man, this was Kyle is really good at picking coaches. I don't understand how the fuck he pulls the shit off or what knowledge he has that we don't, but I'll give him that much. His his he is probably one of the most uh his coaches are probably poached more than any other team in the league. Um and then right now I just heard that I believe um we have a couple people in the building that have been requested to talk about GM jobs. Um so that that's definitely another situation where we could lose an Adam Peters or we could lose, you know, a, another guy and that right there just tells you that we have a great front office. If people want to come to you and ask for your people, they're telling you, hey, whatever we've been doing, obviously has been shit. And, you know, now we know, all right, fuck it. We got to do what we got to do. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I, I think that it's going to work out well. And, yes, that is a that is a great comment throwback. He does love Purdy. He loves him to trade Lance, too. He started to help Jimmy when Jimmy came back, and he was like, all right, now I can work with you. But once again, I will stick to this. I appreciate Brian Greasy for not dick riding Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> like everyone else. He straight up was like, David Lombardi. <clears throat> oh my God. Oh, man. Uh, what if he's man. watching? That, that's a lot more. That's a lot more than dick riding. Um, that, 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 that's a whole other strategy. I feel good because I, I haven't heard you mention the Jimmy Dick Ryder comment in quite some time. Gre- hey, that always makes me laugh. Greasy should know. He should know freaking quarterback, and and he should know talent. I mean, his dad's the only unde- fully undefeated quarterback to ever play this game. So, yeah, yeah. Bob I mean, Greasy, hey. Bob Greasy, quarterback. The, the oh, he was the, he was the quarterback. The Dolphins, there. right? For the Dolphins, what? Yeah, they, yeah. They, well, I mean, like it. it's it's just having the guy around just makes it great, man. What's going on, Crazy Juice? Um, I, I just I don't see any problems with the kid, man. I truthfully don't. I think that Purdy is going to be perfectly fine. I think he's going. I, the one thing I think that he's doing is he's just playing football. He it, it's not a negative thing. Um, it, it's it's crazy, bro. But I, I think he's just playing football, doing what he has to do, and calling it a day, man. I think that's like a bot, man. Is that we got some so Twitch from Twitch. I think it's from Twitch. Yeah. It definitely mm-hmm. ain't me. I ain't got no Twitch. That's, Ooh, that's, that's, that's me. Brandon's linked to Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Don't worry I, about I it. I want to say what's up to Shifty. He's here um, in the chat. Oh, no. Uh, Shifty. Yeah. Shifty, low down, gritty, and Grammys up in here. I like Shifty every time he does this live um, um, play by plays for the games. Every time the 49ers score a touchdown, he does this little dance and he goes, this is how we do it. You got to see it. It's a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's funny. Hey, we tried doing a, a live stream, but it just, it don't, it doesn't pan out, man. Cause I, I get too crazy and I got to work on Saturday. So I will not be able to watch the game in its oh, entirety. No, I thought you work from home, Dion. No, I, I work with my sister. She has her oh, own for the food. So I have well, to bring, bring a TV over there. Oh no! Don't don't worry about that, man. It I, I'm good. I'll watch it later. The only thing I'll do is look at the final score. Cause when I'm working like there, her biz, it gets so crazy that I don't have time to look at my phone. Like literally, uh-huh. I, I've never really worked in a restaurant type business. And believe you me, you gotta hustle your ass off in that yeah, shit, man. So I respect people hardest, who do it. It's the hardest business there is. Hey, so real real quick, guys. Uh, my next question is. So uh, before Purdy came in and was our quarterback, uh, you noticed that George Kittle wasn't mm. being heard of, wasn't around. 
Doesn't really get in the ball too much. Pretty comes in. George Kittle has six touchdowns in what, five weeks? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Bashar. Seven touchdowns, oh, isn't it? Look for, no, no, look, look for him to get a couple more. Shout out to what? He, no, I'll say go go ahead. He was saying let's talk about how to, how to, the the progression of Kittle since. Oh Purdy yeah, let's, let's do this. Play. So um, yeah, I mean with with Kittle. So like during the season last year and this season, last year, the year before, I'd always watch Niner games, and then during the Niner games, they show Kansas City Chiefs highlights. Oh look, Kelsey scored a touchdown. Kelsey scored a touchdown in the red zone. Scored a touchdown on a big play. Whatever it may be, it's like and I'm like, why why don't we do this with Kittle? Why don't we do? It? And I used to think to myself like. You know what? It's just Jimmy's fault. It's just, then I was like, you know what? Maybe it's not Jimmy's fault. Maybe Kittle doesn't have that part of his game. Maybe he doesn't get open in the end zone or whatever. And now we're seeing we change the quarter, right? Boom, voila. Kittle's a red zone threat. Ta-da. And like now he's tapping his toes in the end zone and tapping his feet and, and making these great catches. And I think Kittle's worked on certain things, but the connection they have and Purdy's it's and a lot of times I don't think these are these are, these are his first reads either. I think these are like maybe the second or third reads when he's finding Kittle. So I love it. Let, let's let's continue this throughout the playoffs. Boom. Yeah. Kittle, baby. Christian. I mean, Kittle's been fantastic since Purdy came in. I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> with Jimmy, he's such a you know, one read guy. That's why Kittle doesn't always get the ball. Where Kittle's getting the ball because Purdy's coming off his first read and then oh shit, Kittle's wide open. Let me throw him the ball. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm seeing where, why Kittle's getting the ball because he's getting open, you know, or when when Kyle actually draws up plays where receivers are wide open, tight ends are wide open, Purdy actually sees it and hits hits them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Purdy can see the field well, hence why we run play action because Purdy can turn his back to the to the field and then turn around and make a play where we pretty much stopped running play action with Jimmy because he can turn his back to the to the defense. You know, he we kind of got rid of completely the, the play action where we're used play action a lot and play action is always going to be benefit which player on the field, the tight end, the tight mm-hmm. end is always going to benefit from play action. So I think that's a big reason we've seen an uptick in, in Kittle's numbers, but he really is a red zone threat. He always has been, he just doesn't get the ball thrown to him. How many times has he been open in the red zone and Jimmy misses it, but Jimmy's missing Jimmy's missed how many wide open receivers in the end zone regardless of who it might be, he's overthrown wide open receivers in the end zone. You know what I mean? So Purdy's finding the guys that are open that Kyle's getting, you know, scheming open and, but he's making good throws and Kittle's playing the best football he's played. in I think his career right now. And I expect, I expect to see the same thing from him on Saturday. Like he's, you know, and I think he's going to be extremely motivated because I remember, you know, we remember when we didn't, Win the Super Bowl, and his first his first thing was, "I'll be back here. We're gonna get one." Yep. So I expect to see Kittle kind of have a damn good playoffs this whole this whole whole go. I think he's gonna be our big red zone threat. I think he's gonna be you know tough to cover over the middle, and we're gonna see him get the ball a lot. Um, I'd I'd like how his, to see his res- resurgence. I know everybody, it, you know everybody's always compares <laughs> him to to. Um, He's talking to to me because Chris, because Carver and I always talk about crispy, crunchy chicken. (laughs) What's up, Carver? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's going on, people? Hey, man, you got to get at me, dog. We got to do a show, man. So, everybody, you know, they try to compare him to Kelsey, but they're two completely different tight ends. Like, Kelsey only runs routes. He's always the first read for Mahomes. You know, Mahomes is always looking for him. He's always 
the guy Mahomes. So it's 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 completely different too because obviously yeah, Kittle's open a lot and you know can catch the ball well, but also he does what what Kelsey could never do, and that's block. You that like the game against Arizona, I don't remember which play it was, but he absolutely fucking smashed a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what and I mean? Here, so like, look, look at this right here. Uh, five points in the season. Travis Kelsey, twenty nine receptions for two hundred ninety nine yards, no TDs. George Kittle. Now look at this. Eighteen receptions, two hundred sixty five yards, seven TDs. Entered on a complete tear. Shout out to Leo Luna. Congrats on that 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 young man for you know being a new dad. He's been so dedicated. Um, but uh, Beto, how how you feeling about uh, Mr. Kittle and his resurgence? I love it, man. I love it. Uh, the fact that he has seven touchdowns and looks like the old Kittle of old with Kittle. I mean, with um, this this young kid giving him ball. No more uh, quotes on his T-shirt other than F Jimmy. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, that, that, it, it get it gets ridiculous, man. I, I the the crazy thing about it is, um, you know, is that what what Throwback said right there, man? Is is, is facts, and I'll let you finish your quote. Kiddo loves Jimmy, but he doesn't return his text and throws hospital balls. Y'all ever watch the little Toyota joints that they do um, on the for, on the 49ers YouTube channel? They'll have them like in the car, or they'll be sitting there with someone, and they'll say, "If you call this person." Who's gonna pick up for you? I guarantee you, George would try to call Jimmy, and that motherfucker wouldn't pick up. I guarantee Probably on a date with a porn star. Let's. Uh, but Beto, my bad, Beto. Finish, finish. No, 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 no. That's cool. Sec, I, I, no, you made a good point. You're, you're right. Kittle has improved more with uh, Purdy than he has with Jimmy, and uh, you know, Jimmy's too busy, you know, check downs or too busy running for his life not making his reads or getting off his first read. The fact that Purdy can make all his reads and find his tight end open has benefited Kittle, man. So, uh, you know, I I guarantee you Kittle's not gonna, probably not going to say it publicly, but he can care less now about Jimmy Garoppolo and, and those hospital balls. So I'm excited for Kittle. I'm glad that he's uh, come back into play because we're going to need him in the playoffs. He's going to be someone that we definitely need uh added to the arsenal uh not maybe maybe not so much you can see out but in whether we face the cowboys or whoever we face in the second round we're going to need more kiddos so i'm excited that he's uh playing better uh now that we have this young kid at at the helm and i'm looking forward to see what kiddo does against seattle in the playoffs throughout the playoffs what's up mccarver let me me, uh i just wanted to address throwbacks comment I never said Kittle has been good in the playoffs. I'm saying he. I want to see him be good in this this coming playoffs because obviously he hasn't been that great in the playoffs because Jimmy doesn't make any of the receivers good in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. So all they do you is run in the playoffs. When, you can't be good in the playoffs when your quarterback can't get you the fucking ball. And all you're doing I, is running in the playoffs. That's it. When Vernon Davis was in the playoffs, he had good quarterbacks throwing him the ball. Yeah. Yeah, he was Vernon. Vernon was right up the scene, but uh, media, yeah. how you feeling about this Kittle resurgence? Yeah, I mean, I think Kittle, like, like some of you said, like Purdy is able to find guys wide open, and he, and he throws it. Jimmy Garoppolo just doesn't do that, you know. You'll you'll see that they show the replay, and then you're like, man, Ayuk or Kittle are wide open. Why is Jimmy not finding them? And so Pur- Purdy is able to find them, and so I think that's. One of the biggest differences, and yeah, Kittle's gonna be a huge part 
in the playoffs. Um, you know, I'm, I'm loving that he's, you know, doing really, really well in the red zone. Because I, I feel like in the past, right, he, he had all the yards and all the yak. But mm-hmm. the one thing that he didn't have as much of was getting those red zone touchdowns. And he's had that with Purdy now. And so I, I think it's just going to be going up and up from there. I think it's going to be ascending up. Um, if you just look at what's been happening between them. And the thing is, usually a rookie quarterback, the tight end is their best friend. And mm-hmm. so I, they've they've just built that connection and, and they're trusting each other. And so Kittle is going to definitely be a huge part in these playoffs, um, you know, just because you want to you wanna scare teams even more. And, you know, the Niners have so many weapons. So Kittle just makes it even tougher on defenses. Oh, yeah. Those are great points. What's going on, No Border Sports? Um, Chris Hansen in the, the chat. Oh, my gosh. Chris, nah, Chris, he, what do you say? Jimmy looks like he's stepping on that. He does. No lie. I swear to you, because you know how he is. You give Jimmy, the crazy thing is, you give any other quarterback in the league more than like three to four seconds in the pocket, they're going to make a play because somebody's open. One, some, one person on the field. Got lackadaisical in coverage, and you can find that person to hit them. You give Jimmy that kind of time, he patting the ball like he burping the baby. He's dancing like he's stepping on ants. He don't know what to do. He looked like he actually got to run and take a shit. Um, but for me, the resurgence of Kittle, I love every second of it. And the crazy thing is he's got that, that record for most yards uh, in, like, first five or six seasons for a tight end. He did that, and he missed way more time than Travis Kelsey. Like way more. He got hit. He got hurt a lot. Yeah. Like dude, he got hurt a lot. And for him to be able to accomplish that in a shorter span of time with not as much like and Kelsey's been football. playing with Mahomes all this and time. Kelsey's right? been playing with well, first Alex Smith, but now Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's crazy. So I think that honestly, it, it was you know his resurgence has his resurgence has been flat out amazing. I'm very happy that. You know, he's back in in the fold. And if you're doing that, that's just another way to tell teams back the fuck up. Because as much as they want to come up and, and put eight in the box, don't do that. Somebody said it earlier in the chat. Um, Kittle says he's always open. You know what I'm saying? And he uh, he's broke. I've always I've said this before. I'll say it again. Kittle's one of those dudes. He go out there with what half a leg, one eyeball possibly missing the arm and he'll be like, yeah, coach, I can still play. Like you got to really protect him from himself. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Andrew Martinez. But um, to be honest with you, man, you got to go ahead and just let that man cook, let him get out there and play, let him do what he does. I don't, you got to respect, you know, the offense as a whole. Now you can't just key in on the run and, and be like, oh, we're going to make you beat us in the past. Let's uh, be honest. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. That's what Seattle's gonna do. Watch, they're gonna stack the box. That's okay, and and it's going. It's only let them stack the box. Hey, they stack that box. I say hit him right over the middle on play action. First play, hit him over the middle with Kittle. Bam, bro. They're gonna have that single high safety. I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I if I put Danny Gray in and you stack that box, that I'm I'm gonna have a signal that says go. (laughs) Or at least if if they do stack the box, something like that, y'all. You, you can but throw it to CMC go. out of the backfield uh, if they stack the box, and he can take a fucking two-yard bro, pass he, and make, bro, he, make a 20-yard and, 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 and the thing is, people 
people have to respect his speed because if they don't think that Danny Gray had the speed, they must have forgot what happened when when uh, Trey Lance hit him on that bomb. He put that ball in the perfect spot. Danny Gray caught it and kept fucking running. So, you know, you, when you have guys like that, you want to be able to continue to utilize them. But, um, Brandon, if you had uh, more questions or anything, go ahead. I think we got everybody on that, right? Excuse me. Um, give me oh, yeah, Mahoney, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his dude. He loves him some Danny Gray, man. <laughs> All right. My next question is, because we didn't do a preview show for this game, who was your guys' X factors on offense and defense? Oh, for the Cardinals, uh, for yeah, me, for, Cardinals. It was, for me, um, it, it, it honestly it was CMC for offense, and then on defense, um, shit, I don't really remember who I picked. I think it probably was one of the linemen. Uh, it was it wasn't Bosa. I tried not to pick him because he's kind of obvious. They just try to go with somebody else. It probably was like Willis or something like that. Um, but well, no, but no, what I'm saying, Steve O, is that a signal on the field. Say he's out there, technically speaking, you were going to run, but because they stacked the box, you check out of that play, you go to something else, and they're standing on the field. Can, 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 can. Next thing you know, you say something else after that, boom, he takes, he hits a go route and he's gone. And if you hit that young man in stride, nobody's catching. Technically, if Woolen's on him, I'm not throwing it. Woolen can catch Yeah, that's true. Yeah, He can yeah, run with it. That's the one guy that can run with it. He's got speed. Probably the fastest corner in the league. I'm still pissed that we didn't draft Woolen. Six foot two, 220 pounds. No, six foot 220 pounds. 4.26, 40. Like, He's insanely fast. And we well, freaking have Breezy Scott. And we have freaking Breezy Scott. We could Who's Breezy's guy? Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas. Oh. <laughs> hey, see, but we haven't no, seen Ambry Thomas. Since this he's like Jaquan Brisker. Brisker was his dude. Hey, no, I mean, but I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that's it. We, have we, have we haven't even seen Thomas really this year. So how can we say anything other than he didn't beat out guys in the you know zone defense for um, in you know in practice? Like the last time we saw him, he shut down CeeDee Lamb in the playoffs. There's Joey. But, so that's what I'm saying. Like, there he is. Thomas was good in the there playoffs go, last year, and we haven't seen him since. So that's why I'm like, everybody hates on Thomas, but it's like the last time we actually saw him play legitimate football was the playoffs last year, and he played really good. He shut down C.D. Lamb because we, yeah, we played, we played man last year. I know, but yeah, year. we're, we we're trying man. to figure out what his jump is. From no, I know. Well, year last year, well, we didn't see, so we didn't see here's that. the way I see it. Last year, last year in the playoffs, we played a lot of man coverage because we played some pretty good receivers. So we had to play some more man coverage with some safety and with safety help. But Thomas went one-on-one most of the time with the receivers he was covering in the playoffs and did really well. And now all year this year, we've only ran zone, a zone scheme. And he's, we draft, we, he, if you look at Thomas in college, what did he play? Man coverage. He's not a zone guy. When you're a man guy and you go make them and you try to make them learn zone when you've only ever played man, Obviously, you're not going to be as good. Where Lenore started, because what did Lenore play? Lenore played Oregon. What is or what defense does Oregon always run? A zone defense. Michigan runs a man a man coverage defense. So that that's that's just my opinion. I think with the right right defense of like running more of a man defense, I think he would have been fine. I think if we had 
decided to like you know let Mooney cover his guy man, and then the other opposite corner cover his guy man. When especially when we lost um, what oh, what's his name? I remember having a blank. Our other corner, Mooney. Uh, um, Mooney. No, uh, Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel Mosley. So I think had we just if we would have let Thomas play a lot of more man. I think he would have had some struggles here and there, but I think we, he would have been just fine. And I honestly think he's a better corner than Lenore, but Lenore does better in zone coverage because it's like a whole new defense for Thomas to learn. Well, Thomas going to have to figure it out because Mooney had yep. to figure it out. Mooney played, yeah. Mooney played more man than anything. Yeah. He, he he pitched the brains of the guys on there to figure out how mm-hmm. to run that zone. To the I best agree. I just I, – I was kind of – Bombed out to see like he kind of got pushed down the depth chart and then everybody yeah. shits on him. Like I'm like, why is everybody shitting on him? The last time we saw him play, he played really fucking well. Yeah, but well, I, I think he played thing, well. He's not. He's not and he that played didn't well, play, that he played well in the NFC. This, that didn't translate into this previous year. I know, but he he played well in the NFC Championship, and then we haven't mm-hmm. seen him at all this season. Yeah, but that's oh, that's so how do you based on, on the fact of whatever he's not. But doing how do you shit practice? on a guy we haven't seen play? Because why is he? Because. The reason is because why would he can't because he's not a he, zone. But I just told you why. No, but I just just saying that Mooney Ward, right, was more of a man corner, and he learned to play. You know, fit okay. With, with the and he's do. he's a seasoned veteran and one of the top four corners in the league. This is a freaking third round pick in his second what third year now, fucking man? second I mean, year, whatever second year, whatever it is, and. Like he he's got to learn the zone, you know, zone coverages yeah. and completely learn everything different from what he did in college. Like you have to give him time and can't shit on a guy who we haven't fucking seen play all season. Like I <laughs> I get like I don't understand that. Like I've seen so many fucking Niner fans all oh, shit on shit on t- fucking Amory Tom. We haven't fucking seen him play. But that's but, shit on a guy. Okay, who but but that's the play. problem the, because yeah, we that, don't know what we've seen the, from the, him. We the haven't reason, seen it. We do know what we saw. What I saw was him fucking be a lockdown fucking corner. What we but drafted him for. What we draft. Yeah, but what I what, if I go off the actual film that I've seen from him in a fucking game that matters in the fucking playoffs? I saw him shut down CD Lamb. I saw him at times help bracket fucking. Um, what a Cooper Cup in the fucking NFC Championship? I saw him freaking cover freaking OBJ deep and and make plays on the ball in man coverage. That's what I saw. I saw a good man corner who actually, when I watched him play in big games that mattered in the playoffs in a man coverage, actually play well. And then because we have only ran fucking zone all all year, regardless of who we were playing, hence why we've gotten fucking destroyed by some receivers in certain times because of our our in, inability to play man coverage. We. He's not playing, and we shit on him for it. I guarantee you if he played fucking man coverage against some of these receivers that we should play, like, you know, freaking because, per- perfect example, we should still win the game, but you don't think Justin Jefferson's going to eat up our zone coverage? He's going to fucking destroy it. Yeah, but Because well, he's going to get par- – par- he's going to go with Lenore, and Lenore's going to get burnt. Okay. So, where so- I would feel better with Thomas one-on-one with Jefferson than I would Lenore because – Thomas has proven it. T.D. Lamb's becoming one of the best receivers like in the league. Shut him the fuck down. Here. But what? Do you, okay, so <laughs> this is, here, here's here's the thing. So let's let's break the monotony because Chris, Chris Christian will keep going on this rant. <laughs> it's it's just no. We understand. We understand your point. All he to go around the panel for the question. The situation right now is that whatever he's not done this year hasn't allowed him to be on the field which is why people are shitting on him. I understand your mindset and everyone else does. 
we're just no saying, football, then you understand why. But, but what? No, but what I'm saying is, how many how many people in this fan base actually really watch football? That's fair. Actually, that's have fair. a true that's passion fair. for it. They I don't. Agree. So don't don't let don't allow their opinions. Okay. To to, to make you to, to make you feel like they're shitting on them because they obviously don't even know what they're talking about. But I, we, we want to, you know, what I'm saying. We, uh, they, <laughs> When I played, hey, when I played, when I played for football, I played. I was a cornerback when I played football. So that's what I'm saying. So like, I'm gonna stick no. up for the cornerbacks. I'm not gonna. I, no, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I like every Thomas. We still need to go around the panel Wait. with the question, guys. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Got to get around. Yeah, Bet, Beto has to leave soon. He has a show at seven. Yeah, go ahead, Beto. Uh, so, ahead, Beto. Beto, what's, who's your X factor uh, from this past this past game against the Cardinals? Oh, sorry, I was asleep. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, who, am, who are my factors? Uh, offensively, I would say Brandon Ayuk, and uh, defensively, I got to give it to my boy Gibson. I'm a big fan of this uh, safety that uh, was pretty much out the door, and, and he's kind of relived, reborn here in this defense. So those are my two guys for sure. Sure. Okay, go back to sleep. Yeah, five minute nap. It, it, any other, any more time than that, we got to dock you. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Emma, so offensively, yeah. my guy was definitely CMC. He just, he was, he just looks so explosive. I love it when he gets to second level of the defense because either he's making somebody miss or he kicks it into that second gear and he's fucking gone. Though, so I love watching CMC run the ball. And, and obviously, we mentioned Elijah Mitchell earlier, who was awesome, but. Defensively, um, uh, you guys mentioned it, Gibson. Uh, I want to see Gibson, um, you know, make those plays in the playoffs, catch those interceptions, and I want to see Hufanga get some interceptions. But, you know, my, my guys are CMC and Gibson. There you go. Awesome. Media. Offensively, I had Brandon Ayuk, and then defensively, you know, sadly he wasn't playing because otherwise I would have picked him like I have every week. But – um. This week I'd picked, I'd say Eric Armstead. Oh, okay, that's definitely a, a different one. And no, no, uh, it, I, I think it's I think the tipping plays thing is dead now. Um, we all understand that there's too many different plays within one play for them to figure out what the hell's going on. Although, I mean, hey, at the end of the day, film study gives you the tell of anybody that you're facing, so you just have to figure it out. If you don't believe me, perfect example, years ago, uh, Peyton Manning made his O-line in Indy learn Gaelic. And that's how he communicated oh with the line. Like, literally, he had them learn Gaelic so he could speak it to them, and then nobody knew what the hell he was saying. And bro, I think it was Ray Lewis who figured it out. Bro, Gaelic he said he said it like in a, like, like an interview, like one of those interviews after you're done with your career – and they ask you like weird questions, like who was the guy who was hard to face? And he said Manning. He said, "Does he?" He, he literally said it on TV. He's like, "This motherfucker taught his O line Gaelic. We didn't even know what the fuck he was saying. Like, it's wild, bro. It's Gaelic, wild. Gaelic, Gaelic is a is a forgotten language. Like, it's very, very it is, rare but, for people yeah, even yeah, in yeah. Ireland. Even, even in Ireland, Ireland today, very, very it's very rare for for people to speak Gaelic. It is a forgotten language. But hey, man, but look at it like this. You got to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? 
if you don't know what's going on, you got to think about it like, man, I, you know, I can't take a phone on the field with me and go Google translate this. You know, like we, <laughs> I got to, I got to figure out what's going on. That that's the awesome thing. But uh, we about an hour full. We want to right. wrap this um, one up. Yeah, Christian, did we get yeah. yours? I don't really have any. But no, okay. You still mad about I, Ambry Thomas? No, Somebody... no, no. It's I was gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> that was gonna be my answer anyways because I was. This game for me, like, it didn't really matter. I didn't think we were gonna lose, so I was kind of just like, I'm gonna enjoy the Whatever. game. I, I didn't even care to talk about it after because I'm like, fucking blowouts aren't even fun to talk about. They're you great to talk about. What do you I mean? Love, you come I on, you talk about them for five minutes, and then you're like, okay, move on to the next thing. Like, yeah, that was awesome. No, I hyped, wanted, but no, I here's here's my thing because I'm an asshole when it comes to sports and my teams. Like, when we win and we beat someone and we beat the shit out of them, I, I want to go on for an hour where uh, I just keep ranting about how great we are because I want that other team to feel really fucked up and bad. Look at MG. He comes in here all the time talking about beat the Niners. He's a Commanders fan. So I, I feel bad for him. He, I mean, he snuck in. And then Chris, you know, Chris already handled that. He, he, gets, he gets on his head immediately. Like, you know, pause. I don't mean it like that. But, you know, he, Chris, be, he'd be like, oh, MG in here. Shut him down. So I like it because I, you know what I want to see? And tell me, tell me if I'm wrong. I want to ask everybody this. Wouldn't you like to see Kyle just keep his foot on the gas? Like, just he has been yeah, but a team. I, no, I'm, ta- I'm talking like, don't, if you're inside the 10, there's no field goals. There's only touchdowns. Like, I'm talking about put his foot on the gas and his foot in their ass and make them think twice about wanting to play us. Like, that would be a great thing to see because I think we could put up at least 40 or 50 points. I think, I think he's learned his lesson in the playoffs, and I, I, I expect him to put his foot on the gas every single playoff game this game. Yeah. It, it, that that is awesome. Great. Yeah. yeah. And um, I want everyone right. to be there to be great about it only because if he does this, it makes his life easier. And plus, it teaches him the value of not getting lackadaisical and comfortable against Patrick fucking Mahomes. Yeah. I don't want to play Mahomes again, but it'd be nice to beat him. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I, hey, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to get him in the Super Bowl again because at that point, he ain't got nothing. We, we have nothing to lose, and he has nothing to lose. And we're gonna be out there just battling it out. And I feel more comfortable if I got to get into a shootout with Brock Purdy than Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. That's the th- that's the one question I didn't g- forgot to ask is when it comes Whoa. to going down. You know, you know, mostly <laughs> Purdy hasn't played with Bay Area like, reference. He hasn't played yeah, with like, uh, a lot. He hasn't had to come back a lot yet. Like, yeah. do you think? Do you guys feel comfortable if we go down and we need a couple of drives late in a, in a game that we can tr- we you guys like fully trust Purdy to? to uh, I mean, we've seen pull us some back of, in yeah. because a lot of people are saying the Niners need to get the lead early and keep it compared to like they don't want to get in a close shootout or something like that. Like I, I know don't we did with the Raiders, but I'm just gonna tell you right now, I don't care what type of game we play as long as we win. I have full faith. That Brock can do whatever he needs to do in any of these situations or scenarios that people can dream up. And the only reason that I have faith in it is because he showed it to me for the last six games. 
Exactly. And right. I believe, weren't so, we down in the Raiders game real quick? Like, Yeah, yeah we, we are. Yeah, we were, I agree. That's we right. that, that was a back and forth shootout. That made me feel better. I was just curious what you guys thought. Come play out. Come yeah. play out. Yeah, I, I think you guys so. Feel comfortable, you guys yes. feel comfortable in any situation going into I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's what I wanted so, to know. Shar, how you feeling? Not in the shootout with Mahomes or a guy like um, Josh Allen or whatever. I'm a little, okay. I'd be a little scared. I'd be a little scared, but we'll see. I mean, I, this team's really, really good. That and our defense is so damn good that I don't see us getting in that position. Okay. So, what up, Brandon? We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and end it here because <laughs> I want to save all this talk for our pre preview uh, show against. Oh uh, yeah, for, 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 see for see right? Gotcha. So we have something to talk about. Which, by the way, we're thinking maybe Friday night if uh, anybody's available. I'm with it. I'm with it. Friday night works. Same time, Friday, 6 o'clock? Yeah. That works that's cool for me. Yeah. Bashar? Yeah, that's fine. No, you don't sound so convincing. I feel like I'd rather do it a bit early if possible. I got. I have work 8 to 5, my boy. Yeah. yeah do it Friday yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, no, but with him getting back into school, I understand why he's trying to do it a little bit earlier. He's trying to trying to keep his uh, his schedule going on. Uh, no, Chris, I am in uh, Arizona. I am uh, in Phoenix, and uh, the points per game with Purdy, I believe we're scoring like thirty seven something around yeah. there, roughly thirty four average or thirty three. Yeah, thirty four. We averaged. We literally gave up. Shout out to the defense. Sixteen point two points a game. Mm-hmm. 16.2. That is that is so, flat out amazing. That means we literally hold you to two touchdowns with your extra points and a safety. My, my yeah. excitement is for the intensity to see because you know the intensity goes way up during the during the playoffs. The intensity this defense is gonna play at, how much better they're gonna look with the intensity. What's up, Pete? Hey, I'll tell you this, and th- th- this is just my thought process. Yeah, I remember last time Fred went out. Said we hate these boys. Yep. I need him to do that again. We would do that shit I again. Need, I need, I need Trent. So, this, this, so this, I need I need Fred to come out and say how much we hate these motherfuckers and get the team mm-hmm. hyped up. Oh, and by the way, Kyle, if you're listening, please talk shit to Nick Bosa and tell him he had a really fucked up game. Because whenever you seem to do that, he just seems to go out and have a fantastic game. Yep, he so, takes uh, you might want to tell Nick that he sucks or something. Hey. Just, you know, you don't, don't, do. I don't worry. I'm not worried about Bosa's intensity. In the no, but what I'm saying is Kyle talks shit to him, and it makes him play even better because he's like, yeah. "Oh, I'm, I suck." This motherfucker is doing pass rush moves on the goddamn hand sanitizer machine. Whose dog is that, man? That's, <laughs> that's my dog. Oh yeah, out there bark. You must have a right. big ass dog. That motherfucker barking like that. Information. Just... Oh, okay. All, All right, guys. Over. I think we're All gonna right. end it here. Yeah, we're in it. So we'll be back on Friday. We'll talk about what time um, after we're off here. Um, but until next time, we'll be back Friday night. We might do a call-in show as well Friday night just for the hell of it because it's the playoffs now. So, uh, yeah. Until next time, guys. See you. Go Niners. See you. Go Niners.